Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Episode 32, 32 of Behind the Bench. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening to the boys. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Everywhere Behind the Bench podcast. Give us those five stars. Support the boys. Write a review. We're on a... It's been a fantastic, fantastic run. We love doing this for you. We love showcasing people from the north, and we will not stop, not stop, because there are so many great people to showcase, and we're going to keep going on, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the episode. Let's talk about what we got going on today. We're going to kick off the episode with an interview with a very special guest. She was on episode 15. She's back, Nina Kutrin. Nina Kutrin just finished Olympic trials, came up short, but... Nonetheless, a great experience. We're very proud of her, and we'll uh, send that over right when we uh, right after April Wine. It was unreal um, interview. Great person uh, as always. Into the weekly lift we go. We got the Habs playoff run. We have the U.S. Open. John Rom. We have a golf update, like always from the boys. The new Spad scholarship that came out, which is amazing. Raps getting fourth overall pick. The Euro Cup. OHL return to play which will lead into our interview with newly signed Barry Colt, Oliver Smith. Ollie Smith, for short, was an absolute beauty. Hilarious interview. Um, just a great kid. Uh, it was an awesome interview. Can't wait for you to listen to that. May you perform of the week, like always, our Quarney's Quiz. We missed it. Brought to you by our friends at Just Missing. And that is going to do it for the episode. Another jam-packed one. We're going to bring you nonstop content, BTB to the moon, as Alex Ferran would say. May, spring, and April wine. Let's get the show on the road. Episode 32, Behind the Bench. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on people, live with me Where the light has never shown And the hornets flock like hummingbirds Speaking in a foreign tongue It's my life, it's my life, it's my life, my life It's my life, it's my life, it's my life, my life What is going on everyone? Episode 32 of Behind the Bench the boys are here. The boys are buzzing. Everyone here in the flesh. Send it over to Tommy Vlahos. How you doing, brother? First thing that comes to my mind. Hello, everybody. First off, um, Mason with the man bun looks like. Just, uh, who's that one Swedish player? Foot and soccer. Zla- Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic. <laughs> he got like I remember in FIFA like 15. He was like 87 overall, but had like five star weak foot. The guy was criminal striker. Uh, my life's fantastic. Alex says I'm the busiest 21 year old in the world from, you know, Cairo, physio appointments, all that stuff. Oh, I see I, I'm just on the grind rehabbing. Back's been phenomenal. Um, you know, golf's been great. Um, had a nice little Instagram post yesterday. Thanks to Alex. That got me this job two years ago, back with Greater Sudbury Soccer, coaching, uh, coaching kids, doing a little bit of administrative work. So, and oh, also Saturday, last Saturday. Um, we had the father and son little golf tournament. That was a hoorah. My dad had a couple uh Bruce Toyeskis, <laughs> little just, Teddy Blauskis. You're just teeing me up. So I was the uh, designated driver for my dad. He had some fun. It was good to see, obviously, all our friend groups with their dads together. And, you know, me and Manny Mayu's dad, Mike, came up short with the maybe performance T-shirts. But um, 
hey, second's good. It was a great, great weekend. And, you know, I'm excited for this episode and talk to you boys. It's been a while. Yeah, listen, the Father's Day Invitational was unbelievable. It was a riot. Um, we, we have some content from the Greens that we may show you. Um, winners were Kevin Folk and Matt Matheson. They came in at two under. Um, they went birdie, birdie to finish, yes. I think. Uh, so it was yeah. it was unreal. It was a great day for all the dads. We had an absolute uh, blast. I, I mean, Zach Matheson got off to a hot start, one under through one. It was <laughs> downhill. If you've ever, I've never seen a scramble team make a double bogey till I did uh, with my <laughs> with my partner Zach Matheson. But it was a fun day, uh, nonetheless. So shout out to Kev and Kevin Folk and Matt Matheson. Uh, big W there, uh, boys. I'm doing great golf. Everything they can't lose right now. Uh, very, very happy with everything. Uh, we'll send it over to Mason Money Savage. How you doing, brother? I need a haircut. Uh, Tom <laughs> said it last episode. I, yeah, I, I need one bad. So can't wait for the restrictions to lift there. And I, I need to find, I need to find an artist to uh, work this canvas of hair I've grown now. So if uh, anyone has barber suggestions, uh, send us a little message. I would love to have that. Don't have anyone here in Sudbury, so kind of stuck mace did you have a guy like in teal where you're like yeah this is my guy no i had a i had a place uh the the one guy tony he was the old maple leaves hair cutter or hair <laughs> no way yeah, yeah this guy gave mccabe the mohawk his green mohawk <laughs> you're showing me pictures and like he used to be right downtown with them um and then i, I stopped going to him because he he actually changed the way my hair parted at one point um so then i had a big uh, fan of that yeah had another girl at the same place at the crow's nest but yeah um slim pickings here right now and i, yeah. I haven't got a haircut since september yeah no doubt well listen like i've said before Chimino <laughs> no. household is here if you need your head shaved <laughs> there, there's latan <laughs> i looked exactly like latan with a z right? too a little bit a little bit First, it's Matt Franco. Now it's Zlatan. Dave we'll have Franco. To post it. Jesus. Dave Franco. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, boys. Uh, one episode we got, but let's send it over to an interview right away. A nice little short one to get started. Nina Kucher and Fresh Off the Olympic Trials. Send it over there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined once again. By episode 15 guests, one of our best guests, one of our best episodes, who is fresh off her Olympic trials in Toronto. She battled hard and made the finals in both the 100 and 200 meter breaststroke, finishing six fastest in the country in the 100 and fourth fastest in the 200. We are so happy to have Nina Kucherin back on the Behind the Bench podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me and gassing me up, of course. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, Nina. You know how we do. Um, so... What's going on, Nina? What have the past few days been like for you? Obviously, it's been crazy with with trials and stuff. So, can you just take us what the past few hour, few like forty eight hours have been for you? Yeah, it's been like now. It's been kind of crazy, I guess, because I mean, like as I was saying before, like I feel like this has been the goal for so long. With you know the Olympics getting pushed, staying back an extra year, blah blah blah. And now that like the meet's finally over, it's like just sinking in. So it's it's a great feeling. It's a weird feeling because I'm like, oh, like. What do I do now? But it's honestly, it feels really good. Like, you know, to have like hard work pay off and to finally see the results, especially with COVID and stuff, like not being able to race for a while. It was, it was great. No doubt. 
Are are you taking any summer classes right now? Because from what Alex was telling me, you know that you had a lab later this afternoon. Yeah, actually, I TA for a bio class, and then I'm taking physics, which is done in like a month. Thank God. Jesus, how do you how do you how do you balance that and training? Like, Alex can't even balance work and golf and or maybe. Well, says you, Tom. We we have to work around your schedule. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Cairo, Cairo, physio, osteo, workout, golf. School. Hey, we have I a mean, guest on. Let her answer the question. Okay? Sorry, but this guy's busy. This guy's busier than the president of the United States. That's a I fact. Anyways, <laughs> um, honestly, like, but like, if you think of it this way, like, I don't find it too too hard. Like, I mean, most people like have jobs in the summer where they work either like full time or like you know twenty hours a week. Like, I swim about twenty hours a week, so it's kind of like a job. So, I mean, yeah, it's it hasn't been too bad. Like, I, you know, TA a few times a week extra money in the bank and then my classes a few times a week as well like it's just it's kind of like i don't know swimming's like a job you just gotta balance both absolutely like it i like that mentality that's good so take us through trials nina finally being able to swim finally race again for once it's been a long time so talk to us about the whole experience yeah it was it was incredible and like thinking back like i feel like my first trials which was five years ago it seems like so long ago but i can also just remember like all the feelings of my first trials you know i was 15 at the time i was nobody and i i didn't even final i'm or i finaled and i came 20th like a b final in one of my events so it was definitely different going in this time just because like i knew i was a little higher up in the rankings and it's also different because covid and this whole year like we haven't had a proper swimmy you know where you have the energy from the fans and spectators and stuff but I think Swim Canada actually did a really great job of trying to like simulate that. So they had like, um, you could send in cheers like online. So they had like virtual cheers that they were playing. They had like a ready room. They had like uh, music, like walkout cool. stuff. So although like we couldn't have like, you know, spectators and parents coming to watch, like they actually did a really good job to try and make it um, as much as like an elite atmosphere as possible. So it was super exciting to get there and finally like, you know, be in the moment and like be able to race because it was like such a long time coming, I guess. So I was just really excited. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned music. I actually was listening. I don't know if you heard it, but before your 200 meter final, he played Thunderstruck, like legit right before you, you jumped in the pool. I was like all fired up. I was getting goosebumps myself, but it, it was, uh, it was unreal. Um, but yeah, so obviously I, I would say, and I know, you know, your expectations, I would say you swam pretty well. Um, and, and you came, so your swim is, what I've heard the 100s more of your specialty is that yeah it's been kind of back and forth like yeah specialist so it's kind of back and forth but I guess the 100 was more what I was going for but I actually had a much better 200 and you killed the 200 yeah Yeah. which which was awesome um so obviously you make the finals in both obviously I'd imagine that that was a goal for you so um swimming in in that final meet you know you come up a little bit short but uh, to me and maybe you can explain it better, but it wasn't that far off. And, and also making that Olympic time and Maddie was trying to explain it to me. I had a bunch of people explaining to me how it works. Like, even if you placed whatever first, second or third, you have to, I think meet that Olympic time. So, um, and I think there was only one spot in the 200 meter. I don't know how it works. So kind of explain it, like how it was racing in the final trying to meet that time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, right? Because again, like you can win an event, but if you don't go under that standard, like you don't get to go. So you got to think also like you got to compete against the people that you're racing, but you also got to race the clock. Um, right. And like, 
I, I felt really good going into meet into the meet because I wasn't someone who was super favored to go. So I didn't feel like a lot of pressure. Like I was high enough where like I was wearing like fifth and sixth going in where like, you know, it's up there, but it's not like it was like Nina Kucherin is supposed to make the Olympic team. Right, like, right. like a lot of people who don't swim, they hear Olympic trials and they're like, oh my God, you're going to the Olympics. But it's like, no, like I'm just going to Olympic trials. So like right. for me, it was more about going there with like no pressure, no expectations and just about having fun. And I think that was the best I've ever executed that. Like, I was just really excited to be there. I was super excited to race. I knew in the back of my mind, like, yeah, it's a possibility. Like you can be an Olympian and that's so cool. And like, um, but I, I honestly didn't put the pressure of myself as this is my time right now. Cause like I, there's three more years till 2024. I'm still pretty young in that field. Absolutely. Um, like most of the girls, the, the girls who made it um, and a lot of girls, in my top event, like there's a 28 year old, 26 year old who they're retiring, you know, like 24, 23, like they're all a lot older than I am. So I just feel like I have a lot more to improve on in the next few years. And for me, like every chance I get to race, I just want to use it as experience to like gain as much as I can. So it wasn't for me, obviously like the goals of the Olympics. I think that's everyone's goal. Like when you're like a kid, you're like, I want to go to the Olympics. So of course I was like thinking about that, but um, I just wanted to stand up and really have like a good swim for me and post sometimes that I could feel proud about. No, I, and absolutely. Like you killed that 200. Like I was yelling at the TV, like you were like so close. Like, I was going nuts. And that's the thing too. Like you said, you're young, like, and I would say in swimming too, as, as any other sport, like you're not even close to your prime yet. Like 2024, that's like probably where you're going to be at your peak. Like I, I would say is swimming. So like the, the future is bright. Like you, you have lots of time and, and to notice to see how you're so close right now. I mean, can't wait for 2024, but okay. I mean, send- like, there's, there's two ways to look at it. You can like, I mean, look at it as like, oh, like I came short. I didn't make the Olympic team, which like I absolutely did. But like, there's also the flip side of like, I'm young and I got a lot more years of swimming left than me. And that was some great experience and some really good milestones for me because those times I haven't touched in like three years. So it was really nice to to be able to get back to like where I was and then and then some, I guess. Yeah, exactly. They don't know. It's, it's awesome. Awesome to see. And Tom, you got a question? Yeah. Alex, you're built for medium and you're just flying today. Um, the one question I have for you, Nina, is like, go back just a little bit before trials, like, Run us through like what the training is like, because like you can't obviously I'm just thinking of, you know, you're always so busy training and all that. But the week before trials, I assume that you can't be like gassed going into this event. So like want us to run us through like what the training was. Yeah, I mean, like so normally how it works in swimming is so you go through like these training blocks where you're swimming like 40, 50, 60 K a week, which is a lot of meters. Um, and it's just like, you know, digging your body into the ground, putting in the hard work. And because you put in all that hard work before you go to a big meet, it's called tapering. So right. We awesome. we learned this in episode 15. I remember you have that in the I, game yeah. notes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. don't know we, how to say it. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like it's different for everyone. Like usually guys taper for longer than girls just because they have more muscle mass. So it's different for everyone. But we started we started coming down in meters about a week and a half out. Um and yeah, so, you know, I think back to like the work I was doing in January and that was eight, nine, 10, 11 K practices a day, which was like really, really hard. And then I come down to swimming, you know, five K, four K, three K, two K. And then like three days before my race, I was hit, just barely hitting the K like one mm-hmm. time I swam. So it's like enough to like, you know, get your body wet, get the feel of the water, but like you're like all your work is put in and people say it all the time. Like when you get to a competition, you've done all the physical work you can do. It's 90% mental, 10% physical. And that's how it goes. Like hundred percent. And. And that was my net and my next question, because obviously trials were supposed to happen in May. I think it kept getting pushed back, pushed back. So were you like hopping in and out of taper? Was that a thing or did you know well in advance so you could keep training? So for us, like 
um, for me, like we never, we never went in and out of taper. Cause like, I think we had like a three week, like, you know, it was always three weeks before, but yeah, the, okay. the, it was trials is supposed to be first weekend of April. And first they push it from first weekend of April right. to last weekend of May. And then it gets pushed from last weekend of May to last weekend of June. And that's kind of hard because, you know, when you go through these cycles, like you need to, like your body needs the taper and then it needs the rest and it needs to like be able to build back up and then, you know, rest. And so we've just been going for like six months now, seven months, like, yeah. Um, Crazy. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of hard and it felt surreal. Like when it was finally here, I was like, oh my God, like it's almost like makes you anxious because you're like, I feel like I should be doing more. But then you just got to think back to like all the work you put in <laughs> for seven months. Yeah. It was wild. That's wild. You, you know, you mentioned all the training at the pool. I assume you're spending some of those days at the gym as well. Yeah. Yeah. I usually, I gym three times a week. So okay. I like three times a week. And then um, a normal swim schedule is, you know, eight times, eight, nine times in the water a week, but because of COVID and stuff, we didn't have access to the pool twice in a day. So we just did six times a week for three hours, which is normally it's like twice a day for an hour and a half, but we just did it like all combined, which was Holy. That is crazy. That, that is just an absolute grind. Um, so mo- moving into the future here, Nina, what's the main takeaway from these trials now heading into the season, uh, obviously with FSU coming up and then obviously looking at 2024. So what's your main takeaway right now? Yeah, I think honestly, this year was a hard year for everyone, but I think it's a year where I learned a lot and I've grown a lot as a person and I'm really feeling confident in like who I am as an athlete. Like it was nice to be able to post those times and be like, all right, like I still got it, you know, like there's still, Absolutely. Like, there's still work to put in. There's still places to go. Um, so I'm feeling really good right now. I'm really optimistic, really excited for the future. Um, I'm not too sure what my summer plans as of right now are. I got to talk yeah. to my coach if I'm like, um, like supposed to race again, or I don't really know what's happening with my summer plans, but obviously like, you know, got to shift gears to, I've been focusing on like a long course meet, um, like an Olympic cycle. And now it's going back to the collegiate swimming, which is a whole different ball game. So now it's just getting back into the swimming things at FSU. I'm going to go back in August and race my collegiate season. And that's, um, that's the next two years. And then, um, who knows after that, I'd love to, I'd love to go pro and, you know, train till 2024. I think that's something that I'd like to do, but I mean, as long as I'm still enjoying it, I'm still going to do it. So well, that's good. Yeah. And one of our questions is going to ask you if, if we'll see you at 2024, obviously uh, there's no stopping Nina. So we're, we're, uh, very excited, um, about that. Tom, you got anything else here for Nina? Oh, I think you crushed it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I think, yeah, you did, you did an amazing, uh, job, Nina. Very well spoken, Nina. As always, yeah. but. Guys, it's all you, you guys just ask the right questions. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're, we're very, we're very proud of you, Nina. Like, um, to see someone from, from Sudbury, um, there, like, I think, I don't know if anyone else was there from anywhere remotely close to the North. So, um, we're, we're very excited to, to see what the future is. And like we said, so close right now. And, and I can just, I can't wait for 2024 because it was awesome to watch. I actually really enjoy watching, uh, swimming. It's, it's like, I, very honestly, exciting. I really appreciate you guys watching. And like, I couldn't do it without all you guys, like all the support I have. I feel like I have a free oh. Like, it's so nice to know. Like, I just feel so loved and supported. Like, it's 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 great. I love you guys. Legit have it, have an army. We always see, like, stories posted from a million people saying, like, let's go, Nina. Congrats. Like, we're very excited. So if we ever can come live in person, we're going to go banana, shake the house, um, <laughs> uh, wherever the trials are going to be. But um, that, that was the other question I had before we wrap it up. Was that the first time you swam a race, like a meet in an empty like, I don't know if it's an arena, but like a pool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like granted, swimming is not the most popular sport. So it's, but I it mean, gets, 
yeah it, like, it gets meet, packed like, with your teammates I would imagine like yeah like at a meet like trials like yeah like there's lots of people but it's not like I've never swam with like empty stands before like yeah. swimming is not a sport where people are like oh yeah this <laughs> I'm gonna go watch a swim meet you know like, that's, that's yeah. just a thing that happens in Canada so it's I mean like for me it was definitely different because like you feed off of the energy from a crowd right like yeah whether it's your teammates or like um people watching like you feed off that energy I think every athlete does so it was it was interesting to have a meet where there was literally no one like they were restricted to like 50 people on pool deck at a time but I mean it was a great learning curve and it's nice to see that I can still put up these times with all like the barriers that have like happened in the past six months and just everything being weird and yeah a hundred percent hundred percent could you imagine alex where uh we go to what would you call it the stadium or pool we go there and root for nina me and you oh, would I, we'd shake the house it'd be unbelievable <laughs> oh, be, uh, we'd be we'd be the most feared crowd ever one yeah, day I'm, one day <laughs> yeah i absolutely absolutely um so again nina thanks so much for coming on again uh, you know short short time period you come right on tommy's busy schedule we really appreciate you making time for it so uh thank you so much we're very proud of you the future is very bright and you're gonna kill it so thank you oh i love you guys anything for you guys you're the best and that was the interview with nina kutrin uh just a world-class person and just it, it, it was a blast um for me to watch the trials tom um and, and cheer on it, it was it was uh it was it was like a, it was a surreal moment to see someone you know so close you know trying out for Olympic team, um you know I you know I got buddies that play in OHL all that stuff it was cool it's to see someone sport, it's a different sure. sport it was uh, it was cool to see so Tom thoughts I learned more about swimming this past weekend obviously from Nina competing in these events than I've ever did like obviously you watch it when it's like during the Olympics and Michael Phillips all that we were younger though like um learned a lot and you mentioned in the interview al had that thunderstruck goosebumps eh? her coming out <laughs> dude they were on the blocks and all i hear was and i was shaking at the knees <laughs> and i was like oh lord like i'm like i don't know how they stood steady no one jumped the gun like i would she had bananas. game seven face on eh? Oh, okay uh, listen she how had about the pop- start a eh, when they're like and the person in the you know raptors is like yeah on your like, not on your mark like whatever like it was yeah, like sad yeah yeah, yeah. Oh but my god! She came out that hundred meter final with a strut, like it was like it's game <laughs> seven. Yeah, dude, it was unreal. But anyways, the, the trials, trials was uh, it was cool to watch. What we learned, we did some research. You know, we talked talked to Nina offline too, just about how it worked. Because if anyone was watching or anyone that knows, so basically, I think there was two spots up for grabs in the one hundred meter. But you had to meet this certain Olympic time. So I think the 100 meter was like 107.25. And then it was a different time for the 200 meter, but there was only one spot available. You had nine people swimming for one spot, 10 people swimming for two uh, two spots in in the 100 meter. So what happened there is because of COVID, Team Canada pre-selected some some candidates so like your penny alexiacs you know your your people that have been there right uh, without you know having them swim they still swam but without uh without having them actually have to qualify they they got pre-selected so that's mm-hmm. why it was very slim picking so it's gonna be a fresh slate hopefully in 2024 god willing it'll be a fresh slate no pandemic nothing uh in mm-hmm. 2024 i think and like i said in that interview 
Nina's going to be in her prime in 2024. So watch out, watch out because she's not <laughs> even close. Um, so very, very uh, exciting stuff. So congrats Nina on everything. Um, and again, she's got FSU. She's got so many things to look forward oh, to. Oh yeah. She's still it's, so young. Come on. Oh, absolutely. So oh, in the beginning, only the beginning. Exactly. All right. Let's move on boys. Let's get into the weekly lift. The Habs are one game away. <laughs> From the Stanley Cup. Let me hear nothing, it. Nothing makes me happier. Exactly. Then posting Mason's two hands up in the air. I actually got a DM from Laura Eddy t- telling us to stop. Stop posting <laughs> it. To stop posting it. I was crying when I saw that. Because oh. it is the greatest picture I've ever had on my phone. And the Habs are on an absolute run. Here's what I said. When the boar went with Leonard in game four, I was like, okay, then they then the Vegas wins game four in game Montreal. Five. Game five. Game four. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, yeah, Al. Sorry, to make Al. the series to make the series two two. Yes. So there I'm like, wow, this is the defining game. Habs win this one, they're up three one. Then the Habs come back with a performance for the ages. DeBoer goes back with Flurry, and now the Habs a chance on home ice to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Who would ever thunk this? Who would ever thunk this in this year? Nobody. Everyone had the Leafs, and here are the ha- big bad happy tongue. Ah, <laughs> uh, Paul Byron sucks. Joel Armia sucks. Shea Weber uh. so old. Carey Price doesn't have it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Cole Caulfield sucks. Blah, blah, blah. That's all. He's too young. Blah, blah, blah. That's all I hear. Mason, thoughts on our Habs, buddy? It feels like destiny. That's really all I got to say. Uh, it's the most exciting, most exciting hockey I've got to watch. Um, obviously, I've seen two conference uh, final runs, but the first year in 2010, you just didn't really feel like Halak was pulling it through. And then 2014, Price gets hurt. So now it's just, electric it is i i'm jumping up and down laura's brother's just watching me just hands up on that <laughs> cold caulfield goal i was so happy when caulfield scored too after the laner back and forth um but yeah this caulfield's the real deal like he he is he is he's gonna be okay. a stud so let's but let's no, let's second. hear i'm not done yet okay keep going. um it's a provincial holiday in quebec on thursday Montreal wins this. Is it just a four-day bender? Like Friday, it's going to be a riot. They're going to come out with a statement: COVID is paused um, for these four (laughs) days. Uh, Go nuts! That's that's what's going to happen. Well, hey, the vaccine's not dumb enough. They'll actually stay away. I'm not the vaccine. The COVID will actually not. COVID knows, yeah. COVID knows the the boundaries, right? (laughs) Um, And Montreal's doing this with their head coach. Yeah, maybe it's a better thing. thing. Luke Richardson's sick. He's sick. What yeah. a moment he had for winning that first game as an interim coach, eh? because I think his his daughter, right, was the one, I think she was 14 or 15, that committed suicide. And he he, he has a badge on his. Yes, 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 yes. For the That's foundation right. that he started for. That was a touching yeah. moment. So here's my thoughts as a obviously Leafs fan. Obviously, I'm taking a lot of blame from you two idiots. Um, I've watched mostly all the games this series. And going in, I was like, no chance Vegas is, one, going to lose at home. 
Um, and two, they're a better team. Like all year, you know, Vegas on paper, you guys have to admit, is deeper. You know, Petrangelo signing all this shit. They almost won um, a Presidents Trophy. Yeah, it honestly, it it's it's might come off as bad. I honestly think Vegas plays better when they're like against a team that has like Colorado. Yes, tons of offense. You know, running gun. Let's go two on ones against each other. Whatever. Montreal has the system similar to the Islanders. I'm not gonna call it boring. I'm gonna call it boring. A little bit, you know, defensive. Take their chances when they can, and they capitalize on them. And Jesus, guys, they had like six or seven chances last night, Listen, and like what they scored on three of them. Like when like, when that when the Habs score first, it is like it is park the bus. It is the park the bus. I know you, you but hit it is LB an trigger there on your controller, and you just park the bus like FIFA. You remember that now? And you just yeah, yeah, yeah. defensively for Lady's tactic. That was his favorite. So, it as a Leafs fan, see Montreal do it. It's like your media thoughts is like it doesn't make any sense. But you know, they're all coming together to it like to buying in. Everybody, and they're buying in. There you go. You said it right. Josh Anderson has picked up his game. Kotaniemi has been since Luke Richardson has t- taken over. Who else um did I like? Um Joel oh Armia is getting paid. He's a yeah. he's a UFA Paul, this year. Paul Byron Paul Byron's playing great hot. Everyone's playing hot. Corey Perry. Corey yeah. Perry has been playing some great playoff. I talk about a vet. Talk about a guy that takes one in the legit chops. In the legit chops, no penalty. Um, Rest for a joke game for. Yeah, like, I don't know. So, Tom, here's my question, or even Mates can answer this too. Yeah. Does Vegas go to Leonard? Does Vegas go to Leonard? To, well, you'll be hearing it. It will be tonight. Okay. Before yeah. I answer this one, it's uh, that question is a yes. But – were you shocked that Flurry got game five? A little bit shocked. Both you guys were? Okay. Why why okay. would you not write like you know Leonard okay. won? But I guess I think Flurry was a strict rest move, I guess. Flurry was the guy for the whole 100%. playoffs that, that have got you there. Yeah. You gotta you know, I guess it's go gotta back. be Leonard now. And if Leonard wins game, what is it, six tomorrow? You sure should he's why? getting that for game seven. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. Vegas just can't score. They've gotten one goal, their top six forwards, like Stone is Lost loss. He's you know he had that turnover yesterday that turned out to be Caulfield's goal. Stall made a really nice pass there. I don't. You said it right, Al. Montreal's buying in. Um, as a Leafs fan, it just doesn't make sense. It's obviously frustrating, but you know what? They got a mentality of a playoff team. They got four big, strong defense that are physical, mean. They got a. You need a goalie to win. They ride those four hard too. They have they have a goalie. Um, and they got four lines coming at you. They don't really have a. You know, a full good top three forwards, so, right? You know, like they have so, four lines coming at you. So, so here's my next question to you, Tom. Maybe I I don't want to go Leafs talk. I hate it, no, but no. I, ju- keep, I just want to. No, it's good. I want to ask you. I wanted to ask you. You notice how Richardson, even Ducharme, have cut, like Merrill um, and Gustafson don't play much. They play like seven, eight minutes yeah. a game. Yeah. Do you think Keith, if he's stuck with playing four guys more than, you know, letting Dermot run and out there. And no, those no, guys. no, 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 no. I don't think the Leafs defense was the problem in the series. Like they gave up a few goals to Montreal. What, what, what are you laughing at? 
<laughs> just like the leaves clapping still <laughs> yeah it's still banana lands to me uh, what was i gonna say i was gonna say something oh okay i'll stroke off one player in montreal okay because one this one player played similar to the way i did back in my heyday okay boys i'm gonna take everything away that i said about phil to know you can sign for 10 million dollars 15 million dollars this guy al does not lose face-offs and like so- my, he is my so reliable on his de- defensive zone. I don't care that he doesn't score. Who gives a my, shit? Here's my comparison. He's like a poor man's Patrice Bergeron. Like oh, without the poor. scoring. Without very the poor. scoring. Yeah. Like how many face-offs are we seeing yeah, in the series, guys, yeah. that are end up in goals? Nick Suzuki, I heard it on Chicklets. I'm gonna take their tweet or their stat. Nick Suzuki has lost um okay, so he's taken 10 defensive zone face-off draws, just defensive zone. He's won seven of them. The three that he's lost out of those 10 have ended up in the net. Isn't that not just a kick in the nuts? Yeah, that's crazy. Like all the goals Vegas is scoring, you see him with Patrick yesterday, are basically from the face-off. Yeah, double that means they're generating yeah. zero offense. That's why Phil Deneau is so reliable. And, you know, who knows, man? Montreal has a really good opportunity to close this one at home with uh, whatever 3,500 fans they have there. 100%. 100%. Um, just briefly, the other series is actually in overtime right now, yes. boys. Uh, There's no chance, no chance in hell Montreal gets through being Tampa. I it's but but we said that about Toronto. We said okay, that here, about here, Winnipeg. I'll make you a deal. Here's no, no, a deal. but Here's hold on. Deal. No, I'm saying we said that about Toronto. We said that about Winnipeg. We said that about Vegas, and here we are. I know. I'm a little bit scared. I was gonna say, if it's Tampa Bay, okay, in the finals against Montreal. Here's the if. If it's the Islanders, I'm not in this. If it's Tampa against Montreal, I will shave. Mace, you're hearing me right now. I will shave my head to a one around, but I'm keeping a little bit on top. Okay. Like I'll have like the Euro look, you know. So, so you're saying if the Habs win the Stanley Cup against Tampa, okay. if they beat Tampa, if it's against the Islanders, doesn't matter. Okay. 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 There's I, no I way like they that. get through Vagus and Tampa Bay. There's no snowballs chance in hell. Okay. 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 So okay, sounds good, Tom. All right, so that that's the playoffs, boys. I I love I love it. Habs, roll Habs. Okay, boys. U.S. Habs. Open. What a U.S. Open uh, we had witness john rom two weeks ago two weeks prior to the tournament he, he was winning the memorial six shot lead out with covid comes back drops a bomb for Bert- yes mace islander scored breaking news unbelievable game seven unbelievable cue the comeback oh my god they were down god. to nothing they were down that to game nothing seven game. is going to be unbelievable they were down to nothing Wow. Can you, can you imagine the Islanders in the Stanley Cup finals? Against I Montreal. Never, it'd be like watching paint dry. Jesus. I would I would have never guessed in my entire life that this would have happened. But wow. I think Tampa take it. Whatever. Anyways, US Open boys. Unbelievable. Um, what's everyone's take on it? You guys watched I watched the final round pretty yes. much the entire day. It was unbelievable. So Immediate thoughts. Mackenzie Hughes was in the final group um, to start off Sunday. He had that, the shittiest non-members bounce. We call it members bounce, so we get lucky. He had that ball stuck in the tree, boys. I felt so bad. He was, he, he, like, oh. his, <laughs> I felt so bad. For him. His putting, too, like, it felt like he couldn't leave anything a foot 
within the hole. It was going by like five feet. He was very good Thursday, Friday, Saturday, though. Wow. Like, I, I think it's the jitters. You know, it, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's oh, geez, final it's group in the U.S. Open. You yeah. know, first time, right? It, but he'll be back. Like he's a he's a great golfer. I it's just tough goal. That's a tough goal. Um. Yeah. So just, also, just yeah, go ahead. And it wasn't just him. Guys were hacking it. Like when I'm talking hacking oh. it around, like us hacking it around on a normal day, like Rory was hacking it around. Bryson, Bryson, oh Bryson had an eight. He had an eight. He had a snowman in the final day of the U.S. Open. I'll take I a won it a year eight. ago. Hey, I'll take a handicap eight. Yeah, Tom I was Bush. just about. To, I was just about to say that final group, or not the final group, the final day. You had all these big names. Like you had no idea who to pick to win. Like. You had Rory that was a couple of shots back. Louis Alphabet was up there. You had, you know, um, we talked about Bryson having a bad day. He he was only two back going in uh, to Sunday. Like, but John Rahm, oh my God, if that guy's fist pump doesn't get you going out, the excitement and the joy, um, it's it, it just it's just filling for for him to win. Obviously, you mentioned him getting DQ'd because of COVID two weeks ago, but. Uh, he just welcomed his newborn as well, and it was Father's Day, and you know he was it a couple was shots back. It was, he made a couple big pots and fairy tale ending. He makes a birdie on eighteen after he put himself in a spot. He was greenside bunker there. He was trying to play it safe. You know he took the right side. The pin was in the front on eighteen, right? And he took like the middle of the green to let it slow down, like slope down, and left himself what twenty feet, and then he made that birdie putt. Like unbelievable. Unbelievable. unbelievable you couldn't have written a better uh written a better uh story uh, ending for that it was unbelievable it's good mace, to see him win yeah mace thoughts also that's tom's doppelganger john rom anyways tom. it is mace, yeah um dechambo jumping in brooks's interview was amazing uh, you guys highlighted all the golf stuff but yeah, yeah. the shambo and kepka rivalry is growing it's fun to watch uh brooksy came out today saying if uh bryson showed up with a Cold two four Michelob Ultra. He still wouldn't have anything to talk about with him. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, but no, I'm happy to see Rom win. I would love to see Hughes win. Um, golf, golf is fun to watch though. It's nice to see these guys be normal and make eights. No kidding. I was watching the final Dude. round on uh, on my phone on the course. Me too. Yeah. Was yeah. that professional golf though, Chim? Like you talk about hacking around. It wasn't just Bryson guys. Like, but that's a U.S. Open missing and greens. Like, you know. Oh yeah. There's no twenty under or nothing like that, which I I kind of like too. Like I am the, not getting my ball out of that rough. No chance. Well, I would shoot a thousand there. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, boys. And speaking about shooting a thousand, here we are. Golf update for the boys. How's everyone's golf game doing so far? Um, pretty good. You know what I'm gonna say? I think my handicap's at seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. Started off this year nine. I already had a. Two rounds that I was 79-78, so better than last year. Um, I took money from Alex today. At, 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 not Alex Folk or any Alex, you know. It's my co-host, Alex Chimino. Took 40 bucks from him. Um, still waiting for the e-transfer. Nothing better than seeing uh, Mr. Alexander Chimino has sent you money. It's like taking candy away from a baby. That's the way I'm going to put it. Okay, so uh, shot 81 today. Golf's, you know, it's a little bit colder this week. I'm going to say the wind has been, you talk about the U.S. And Open conditions, Alliance. the wind in the back nine at the Adelwell off the water, ridiculous. But, yeah, um, you know, it's fun. Golfing lots, though. Uh, Mason came to me and Jack Ote, like, in shambles uh, about his golf game. Talk to us, Mason. 
uh, let me read off my last four back nines. I go 39, 38, 37, 39. So all, I usually break with those back nines, especially with the wins lately. Right. The front nines that follow are 43, 44, 45, and 42. Mace, how can you not score in the front though? I don't know. I honestly have no idea. So I've got new irons. I got new grips on my wedges, new grip on my driver. I got my 2010 driver back in the bag, just trying to find fairways. Yeah, no, I'm lipping out putts. I'm lipping out burning edges. It's it's all coming together though. July, invite, then club sees. We're playing together. Are you, are we playing in the invite? That's my next question before we go to Jim. Mace, are we playing it? Um, ideally ideally i don't want to confirm or deny right now to be determined okay but club champs you're in yes okay we'll be in the same group for that 100 al you too no i'll play club us three have to be in the same group for club champs and we have to be 100 okay um mace when do we see you make the the change to right-handed when when is the breaking point for you where it's like i need to go right-handed i think this year is left-handed. I just dropped over a grand on new clubs, so. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. well, that would make sense. You got new Strixons, eh, Maze? Yeah. Strixons. Uh, almost a little more company back. Uh, they fly a lot for, a lot further. Um, they're strong lofted, so I actually have two pitching wedges in the bag now because my, my pitching wedge is a 43, and then my, I had to put a 47 for my old TaylorMade set. Um, yeah. Shambles. Wow. Then what about you, man? You got this new sim driver. Like, oh my god! What's going I on? Because um, before before you go, I talk about your golf game, Mason. You're gonna have to agree with me or disagree. So Alex, um, playing in against him in a match, Mace, and I'm gonna have to get him going because we're gonna start talking about not the sandbagger invitational, a new name that's coming up this weekend for our podcast for golf matches. But Alex is paired up with Alex Runciman. Two Alex is going against our as a team and me and Brett are partners, but Alex is as an Alex Jamino, his mood. I don't know Al. your partner runs him. was not happy with you at some holes. You know, you're disengaged. You're, you're grumpy. Um, at one point Runciman actually did ask for a new partner halfway through the round. So I'm not going to need that negativity when we're partners. Okay. Like what, what, what was going on? What was going through your round? Because clearly, yes, you shot what 10 over 46 on the front. You have to be in the moment and be happy for your partner that's still trying to play well, that's true, still trying to earn points for you. So what is your argument? What's what's your excuses here? Here's here's what we're I'll not say. good enough to be mad that mad about the game. Okay. No, and I wasn't even mad with my game because I wasn't playing. What were you mad about? Then? I was you can't get mad at your other opponents making putts though. That's no, that thing. it was just it was you two were just Together, we're partners. We're partners. As a, as a, as a tandem, you and Brett Jackson are. I would say we'll anno- we don't lose. We don't lose. We're you're, like four you're annoying. Here. You're annoying. Like you, I'm Brooks, and you are the yeah. two D shambles. I'm in your head, in head. free then, Jim. It's uh, it it is very annoying, but um, I will say that I did turn it around on the back. I was ten over. I was ten. I chipped in for eagle on ten. And then I, yeah, and then I went on to go 39 uh, with, so I went Eagle and I had two doubles on the, on the, on the back um, and finished 39 and 
No, I mixed in a bogey on 18. I lost. You finished 85 solid. 85. What an eagle, though. though. uh, Mace, I drove it. I drove it over the cart path just in that little, like right before the hazard on the left. Like there's that little crevice of rough. Boom. Chipped it in. The celebration was unbelievable. That's like a 60-yard chip. That's more than a chip. It, well, it was like, it was like, a, I would say 30, 30 yard. Yeah. And, and it just, it was perfect. And the celebration, I wish it was on tape. It was unbelievable. No, but uh, that's the excitement that you need from well, see, you. So then I started getting going and I felt good, but it just, I never seen Brett Jackson putt the way he did today. That got on my nerves. He also, he, shank, well. he shanked a chip on 16 and went to two feet. And then he made a birdie putt on 17 that missed the hole and then came back. Did, in. So, I, like, did I piss that you off? Stuff today, drives is that what you're saying? Did I piss no, you off? No, no, you didn't. You you didn't piss me off. I hit off. the ball like well. So you just like, make me. Know. You made me laugh when you get angry sometimes. Oh my god! And you swipe at the grass and stuff. Like I can't believe this is happening right See, now. See, but I'm like good man though. He I'm walks like, up. He I'm walks like, up to me. He goes uh, six, 60 yards on ten, and I made a double. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, true. But but anyways, okay, let's talk about our golf matches, guys. Um, so Chicklets has the sandbagger. Obviously, you don't want to copy off that. We're obviously playing a different game, all that stuff. It is called the BTB bench brawl, and it's not gonna just be golf. You know, we have our three-point competition with Sam Cooper, that's gonna happen. Um, that kind of stuff. So any type of thing is called be called the BTB bench brawl. Um, and the first one will start this weekend with Cole McKay and Brett Jacklin uh versus me and Tom. On the golf course, low Aggie, you get a point for the lowest score, a point for the combined score on the golf course. For those that don't know, um, we'll be tuning you tune into our Instagram. We'll probably go live at some point. Yeah, we'll be posting stories. We'll make a whole little collage. It'll be good. Um, so enjoy, so enjoy. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Seven fifty two Saturday. Watch out. Um, McKay's going to have no excuses because he's going to have a practice around in him. He's having a sleepover with me Friday night. Uh, actually. So watch out. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Mace. What's that opening line going to be at? Who's favorite? Oh, it's got to be. Br- uh, it's got to be us. We. It's got to be us at like minus two hundred. I would say that. Yeah, like I, that's I would heavy say- favorites, dude. Okay, minus one fifty. Then we're yeah. Okay. It, it's it should be tight. Uh, we'll probably have to we, give the case some. We shots. have to figure out yeah strokes. We'll have to figure out shots. Um, I don't know how good McKay is. We're gonna find out Friday. We're gonna. Uh, I played with him in Blind River. I would say he's probably a, a twelve or thirteen handicap. But okay. any given day he could shoot low eighty. So you never right. know. Right, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely tune into that. McKay just talked a lot of smack, like a lot. Of oh, smack. it's gonna be good. It's oh, gonna it's, be good. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So tune into our Instagram BTB podcast double underscore. Uh, that's where you see all the golf content. Also, boys, forgot to mention the boys hit one thousand on Instagram. We finally did it. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Um, we did it. We're not done yet, obviously. 1,000 is just a small goal for us. Uh, very happy about it. So thank you for everyone that's following us uh, and continuing to ride the wave. We really appreciate it. All right, that's enough golf talk. Let's move on, boys. Um, uh, in the news, there's a new SPAD scholarship that's come out um, by three people that we know very well um, in the community. Roberto Bagnato, obviously, Dawson Reale, as well as Sarah Campbell. Uh, three great SPAD grads from, from uh, Sudbury uh, with a new scholarship. I believe it's $900, Tom. 
five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, five hundred dollars. Um, to I believe it's an entry level uh SPAD student, so first year. Um, so this Coming is great in. stuff. This is great stuff. Um, giving back to the to the SPAD kids, we really appreciate. It. So 100%. it's unbelievable. Tommy, you got it. Yeah, Anything? my thoughts. I was like, first of all, awesome to see. Second of all, like, you don't really when we enrolled in the program now, there wasn't really many scholarships even to apply for, right? Like that realistically that we can get, right? Um, one, I had good grades, but like, you never know, like obviously I applied to some, but there's um, tons of people that apply for these scholarships through the wrench and right. So you're, you're competing against a lot. So now that this, there's this $500 scholarship from what 70 people get into the first year's bad, uh, you have a better shot at getting it. And, you know, I can see this thing growing, obviously, um, I will be in talks with Roberto once I graduate and whatever, 10 months, uh, I will like to, you know, contribute as well. And you never know, like I can see this thing obviously growing to maybe hit like 1500, a thousand from. Oh, hundred percent. I'd be in on, on, on that too. It'd be, uh, so, yeah, it's a great exactly. thing. It's a great thing that the three came uh, up with. It's actually, it's called the SPAD homegrown talent scholarship. Awesome. Um, so if, if you're from SPAD, you want to apply, um, contact Sarah Campbell at sacampbell at Laurentian.ca. Reach out there, which is, uh, it's, a, it's a great thing. Um, so SPAD Homegrown Scholarship. So uh, very uh, exciting stuff. I believe it's entry level. I just want to check here. I think uh, it is. I'm just reading just reading here from our boy, Randy Pascal. We had him on the last episode. Um, yeah, I believe that's what it is. So it's good stuff. Um, let's move on, boys, um, to Raptors getting the fourth overall pick. So this this is a, it's a good time. It's a nerve-wracking time for the Raptors because we've had a, a rough history with our first-round draft picks. Now, given this is a fourth overall pick, it should be pretty obvious. I don't know who they're going to get. Like, it shouldn't be something off – the board. So Tom, it's not going to be a Bruno. It shouldn't it's a be little Bruno. bit of a trivia time before the quiz. Last it, fourth overall Toronto Raptor. Who would they select? Alex? Who would they select? Oh! And who was the fourth they, overall pick before that? Oh, God. The, like like the year before the yeah. Raptors fourth overall? The Raptors last fourth overall pick uh, before Chris Oh, Bosch. before Bosch? Before no. Chris Bosch. Uh, oh, hold on. Vince Carter. Ding, ding, ding. ding. Man, I'm on fire, man. Now. Raptor okay. guy. Um, Is that bonus point? <laughs> here, here's my thought about it. I don't even know what number they were supposed to get. Was it nine? Or they were higher, eh? Oh, seven. So they jumped They jumped to four. Um, all these rumors about them picking, uh, what's his name, Jalen? Is it Shugs? Yes. So here's the thing. He's a guard, right? Does that mean Lowry's gone? Blah blah blah. You don't even know who's gonna like the teams that are gonna pick the players before. There's that center from uh, the USC. USC, I think it is. I could be completely wrong. Sorry, guys, it's late. Um, the Raps need a center as well. We've complained about it with you know Baines and Alex Len and blah blah blah. You're seeing um, what's his name? Jesus, drawing a blank. Who's that? Chris Boucher that came in and had a really good season. But the fourth overall. You can literally change your franchise around with this pick now. Like seven, you obviously can still a very high pick and get a good player, but inside the top five guys is the elite of the elite. And it's I'm not gonna say it's lucky. Obviously it is a little bit, but it's so good to see the Raptors inside the top five now. 
Could you imagine they got to like second or something in the world? Like, I know it, it's crazy, and it's just the lottery is just you never know. You never yeah, know. It, it's good that the ha- uh, not the has but the Raps got got a, a, a pick like this, um, given what's happened. Like, you know, legit three years ago, Raptors won a, a championship, and now two years ago, sorry, Raptors won a championship, and now you know, it sucks that they that we're in this position. But I mean, hey. Hopefully we can get a uh, some now. Who do they take? I don't know. People are saying a guard. Um, maybe that. Maybe the wraps have to move some pieces. Time to move on from K. Lowry. Um, he might not even come back anyway. So Ben Simmons uh, is getting a lot. Of, the poor seventy sixers. But I don't know. I I don't want Ben Simmons. I don't know about you. Yeah. So I I'm not I'm not too sure. Mace, what what do you think? Uh, I I've read like the. The draft is top four heavy, right? So you have yeah. uh, Jalen Green, you have Suggs, uh, you have the big center, uh, and then um, what's what's the Codfield? Not Cod, no, I'm thinking Cole Codfield, but Cade Cade something. Uh, so the, I think the Raps are getting getting Suggs. Lowry's probably gone, unfortunately. Um, but I don't know. This kid, like he led led his NCAA team to the finals this year so why not right that that center is nice though too boys so i know but the way the way the draft would fall everyone's saying Suggs is probably the one yeah like the way it's gonna go you're right so yeah we'll see though this like like i said getting the fourth overall i know they like they're planning on getting seventh there without even the lottery but inside the top five guys is like you can we we talked about this year being so dark and Alex was very critical on the Raptors sucking and, you know, they, suck. they suck and their franchise is, you know, going spiral downhill, but fourth overall pick can really change the franchise. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Big things, hopefully for the Raptors. Okay, boys. Uh, Euro Cup. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have tuned into it. Uh, I really suggest you do. It's been really good so far. Um, Give me your thoughts because the round of 16 is actually confirmed now. Yeah. So yeah, it's man. It's been uh, it's been fun to watch. That group of death was unreal. It was good to see Hungary uh, come out and take. I think they got two ties. They tied. I think they tied. uh, Hold on, let me check. They tied Germany and tied France. Man, that's huge for Hungary. Like big ups to Hungary because that 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 is tough. Um, You know, it. This is just. I I love watching international soccer like this on on a big stage. It was awesome. Um, Crazy moment at the start of it. Christian Eriksen went down, had a heart attack on the field. Mm -hmm. It was unbelievable. Like he, like looked like he was dead on the field. They revived him with a uh, defibrillator, and uh, they they got him back alive. It's unbelievable. For Uh, so for someone that's played the game, Alex. Like obviously, I played you know high school, whatever. But that's. This is your sport and you have passion for it. Like, how, how did you feel watching that? Like, I felt like shit and I'm like, yeah, I played recreational soccer. It's but. It, it's hard to think, you know, a world-class athletes play thousands and thousands of games, 90 minutes upon 90 minutes. And, and it just. They're the best know, shaped athletes. Best shaped at, yeah. Right. And, and it just, it, you know, I don't know how it happened if it's genetic or something like that, but um, it was, it, it was, you know, you, you think the guys, you know, moved on when he's on the ground like that right so um but but other than that he's well healthy had surgery everything so that's good um but i mean the soccer has been great let's go through Polivi's picks guys i'll tell you the group so here we go so group a 
missed the mark quite a bit, except for Italy. Italy looks great, by the way, but they haven't yes. had any real competition, which I'm real a little bit nervous nervous about um, heading into to the round of 16. But anyways, so he had Italy. He had Italy, Turkey, Switzerland, Wales. He uh, How it actually turned out was Wales, Switzerland, Turkey. So he had Turkey second, South. They were last. Smell <laughs> you later, Pellini, on that. Um Group B, he had he was three for four. He had Belgium, Denmark. Um, instead, he had Russia over Finland, but Finland took the third spot. Uh, group C, he had again missed the mark, except he had Netherlands. Um, and then he had Ukraine, North Macedonia, Austria. That all flipped Austria, Ukraine, North Macedonia uh, to round that one out. Then he had he had uh, let's see, he was perfect in Group D. Well done, Pleats, on that one. Let's take a look here at Group E. Group E, he missed the mark again. He had Poland in second. Poland not even making it, um, but he did have, and he had Sweden out of it. Sweden took the top of the group. Um, Smile later there, Politi. Uh, let's take a look here um, in the final group, which is an absolute toss-up. And let's see how he did. And he missed the mark there too. But <laughs> he had he had Portugal, France, Germany, Hungary. He went France, Germany, Portugal, Hungary. So not too bad. It's tough to make the picks uh, like that. But that was an entertaining one. If you haven't checked that out, it's on uh, YouTube. It's also on all, all platforms. But Euro Cup has been great. Round of 16 is set. Um, Italy is going to play Austria, um, I believe. So should win that game. And then they take on uh, the winner, I believe, Portugal, um, which is a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, they take the winner of Portugal or Belgium. That's going to be a tough game, but they should beat Austria. That's happening uh, this Saturday. So I'll be watching, boys. Maybe throw some stories up, too, on uh, on that. So uh, you're Goal Cup, reactions, so. I want, like, the soccer fans are bananas. Yeah, eh? yeah absolutely. I'll be tuning in. Um, also been learning the Italian uh, national anthem. Oh, okay, before we move on, guys, listen. I don't care if you watch the game or not, but just tune into the next Italy game and just watch the national anthem. If that doesn't want to make you run through a brick wall, I do not know what does. Just watch it. I don't care if you watch a game. Just watch a national anthem. I've been learning it. Um, I'm, I'm getting it down pat so I can sing it uh, fully on Saturday. Before bed so, and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, boys, let's move on. Um, So, OHL... Um, so OHL is obviously set to come back. Um, and I think, yeah, from Ben Leeson, he said sep- September 16th, I believe is uh, camps are happening. So um, let's see what happens. No, no, just set to come back September 16th. Sorry, as per Ben Leeson. So um, junior hockey should be back. Vaccinations are flying, boys. Flying, we can all get our second doses pretty soon, so mm. um, it's crazy stuff. Um, but as a segue, I know, does anyone have any thoughts here on on junior hockey coming back? No, no that means like we're getting back to real life realistically. Very- and which another side note is that is Laurentian is going back to campus as well, so yeah, that's, a, that that's another there. and another big bringing that in there, yeah, so bring, bring a little bit of that in there, yeah, so uh. <laughs> Yeah, Laurentian going back to campus. It's all interesting stuff that's happening, boys. Um, but yeah, speaking of the OHL and all that stuff, we have an interview with Ollie Smith. Was a blast. Finally finalized Barry Colt. 
Um, he has played games with them, but signed the ticket uh, just a, f- a couple days ago. So we'll send it over to our interview with Ollie Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, this fine young gentleman who can possibly be an Abercrombie and Finch model if he wanted to, but he's actually currently rocking a Hollister t-shirt. Keep that in mind, ladies. He was born and raised in Sudbury, Ontario, and could be seen on his off days in the summer shooting high 80s at the Ottawa Golf and Country Club, or even a Wayne Gretzky, that's 99, at a junior tournament last week at Timberwolf. This guy was drafted in 2019 in the ninth round, 167th overall by the Barry Colts in the OHL priority selection who recently actually just signed a contract with them for the 2021-2022 OHL season. Welcome to the Behind the Bench podcast, Mr. Oliver Smith. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing uh, doing great, boys. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm pumped. Awesome. Dude, Jim, Jim, how about that intro? How about oh. it? Tom, flawless, buddy. Flawless. Just one Killed sip it. of beer, dude, and you just get going. <laughs> hey, all the electrolytes in the body just get going. That's it, yeah. So how's summer been, Ollie? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been good. Uh, lots of golf at, uh, you know, for the while there when it wasn't open, it was, uh, it was really tough. There wasn't, uh, wasn't much to do. So I was just working and then finally got opened up and then I got working out again. So, uh, kind of getting back into the swing of things and then RHB just opened. So, uh, going to be getting on the ice maybe there and, uh, just really excited to get going. Awesome. man. What, what's the plan for, cause I've, I'm hearing from other players that RHP's open up, like you said, is it, how many players are they allowed on the ice and who are you going to be on the ice with? Do you know yet? Uh, so they said four players uh, at a time on the ice. That's like including a goalie. So uh, I was thinking about going on with some guys, but uh, I'll be working out at the when they're going on. So it's kind of tough to find that like perfect time. And RHP is packed right now. So, you know, you just got to wait it out there and find uh, some times that work. And uh yeah, so nothing's really set for me. I know when I'm working out, just not really when I'm going on the ice yet. So here's the thing, Chim. You got you got me, you got Chim that can play, and you got a goalie and Mason. So if you ever need uh yeah, you more, need more bodies, bodies. Yeah. there you go. There you go. All right, sounds good, boys. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know for sure. We'll rent out Lavac Arena. I think that's the only one else that's open uh, other than RHP. So Oh, right on. That's the one. That's <laughs> or the, we're going to <laughs> That's what Ferraz said. We're gonna go to, and we're gonna go to Ferraz backyard to be perfect. Oh, that's too good. <laughs> um, Ollie, first question we always ask everybody's like, what age did you start hockey and who got you into it? So I was uh three years old. So that was I'm an 03, so that's uh I guess it's 06 I started playing. And uh it was honestly my mom that got me into it. She's like the the hockey person in our family. My gotcha. dad doesn't, wasn't really into hockey and my brother's a swimmer. So no one was really in hockey. And uh, my mom actually played boys hockey as being a girl back in like, I guess the eighties or something like that. Whoa, don't call yeah. her too old there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. And uh, yeah, so she, she got me into hockey. She like taught me how to skate and everything. And it's uh, ever since then, I've just, Falling in love with the game. It's uh, awesome, dude. Um, always but, fun being on the ice. But besides, obviously, hockey and a little bit of modeling there because you're a man rocket, is there any other sports that, you know, you were trying to pursue? Um, I actually played quite a few sports. I played uh, nothing really too high level. I played, like, soccer. Uh, I play golf now. Uh, I played soccer, lacrosse, and then just, you know, school basketball, school volleyball, like kind of just everything I can – you know, get a shot up there because it 
it's tough playing uh, when you get to the higher levels of hockey to play more sports. So golf is kind of, it, it's not like a very high level golf, obviously, you know, I shot that, <laughs> uh, that Gretzky over there at, uh, yeah, let, let's get into at, that. Uh, how, how was that tournament? Oh, I'm going to blame it on the conditions. Windy. <laughs> and, uh, Nah, I just wasn't striking the ball well. I, I wasn't expected to win or anything. I just had a few buddies in. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Like it, uh, I love it. You know, what could be, you know, what could be worse than a, than a day of golf? With boys? No Not doubt. No doubt. That's all. Just got to finish your putts. That's it. I love it. I love it. that got me, man. Uh, oh, I'm nervous over them. What, when you're used to get, getting them, right? You never putt them. I know. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, awesome, man. Okay. So in, in minor hockey, my first question for you, were you, were you Nickel City or were you Sudbury? Uh, I was Sudbury all growing up. And then the year I moved to Toronto, they made the one team. So it was always like, you know, Sudbury against Nickel City was kind of the big rivalry. Uh, you guys had Zach Giroux on there and we always like play against him and it was a big thing, you know. We're pretty even, so it was always a pretty uh, wild game. But, uh, yeah, it was always Sudbury, and then they eventually just merged the team. So there was kind of, you know, Sudbury or Nickel City. It was gotcha. What year it was. Gotcha, right. And so just before we get into to you moving away, what was the moment for you, would you say, where you're like, I wanted to pursue this thing? Like, I, I you know, I can get good at this game, and I can potentially go somewhere. What, what was the moment for you? I... Uh, Ever since I was like uh, about 12, I, I just kind of always had the mentality that I, you know, if I worked hard enough, I could make it to the OHL. And then that's just kind of the, that's the first step right there is making it to the OHL. And then every day I've, you know, woken up and that's been like the goal. I haven't really, you know, I thought about school and, you know, like NCAA and it's being from Canada, it's not as like talked about. It's kind of the OHL is like the first option. Then if you're really good, you talk to schools and stuff, but I just kind of wanted to play in the OHL the whole time since I was 12. And I just every day went to the rink and worked hard and tried to get there. And then, you know, to the, like a few days ago, I got there. And I guess I signed a contract. Absolutely, man. Team, obviously, but no big deal. It's uh, <laughs> definitely a big uh, first step for me. It's, uh, yeah, man. I'm excited. That's so. huge. Yeah. So your, your major bandy year, you move away to Toronto. So you said they combined in that team. You know, it was a pretty loaded team. You had Stillman, Giroux, Mitch Martin. I think McHugh was on that team too, like yeah. loaded. So so yeah. what made you decide to go, okay, I want to move down down south and, and go down there? Um. So how old was I? It was like 2016, I think I moved down there because yeah. my, mom, my mom got a job down there. Okay. Or she got offered a job and I was, and she said like, you know, you can think about playing hockey down there. And then I got called by the Toronto Red Wings coach. And he said, you know, like we're, we watched you play at, uh, cause back then, you know, back in the day, there were a bunch of tournaments or go to like 10 a year or something like that. And For sure. They said like, yeah, we saw you. And uh, just wondering if you'd consider coming down. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like my mom got a job offering there. It kind of worked out. So, uh, rented a condo down there and uh, just played hockey. And then kind of one year after the, the other kind of just kept playing there. But you didn't play for the Red Wings. I called you. You played for Don Mills. Is that correct? I played for the Red Wings my first year. That was a uh, minor Bantam. And then okay. second year Bantam was Don Mills. And then gotcha. uh, third year was minor Midget with uh, the Mississauga Rebels. 
you're with the three best GTHL teams all three years. No doubt, man. Uh, yeah. Don Mills was uh, definitely a powerful team. I can, that was a crazy team to play on with, uh, you know, Shane Wright. Like, I was just going to say Shane uh, Wright was on Shane that Wright. Team. Yeah. yeah, it was like Wright, Othman, um, Brent My Park. God. It was like. <laughs> what a team. There was like, I think there were four guys that went top 10 in the OHL draft. And like, That's wild. Yeah, and like the top top five rounds, I think they had like 10 guys picked or something like that. Unbelievable. Yeah, they yeah. Were a really good team. They didn't lose a game in the in minor midget. Like that, that never oh, happens. That's, yeah, that's crazy. that's crazy. When you played with Shane Wright, did you know he was going to be a stud? Oh, yeah. I remember I went to this uh, tournament. It was before I – it was two years before I played on Don Mills. So it was the, the year I was going to the Red Wings. I played in this like spring hockey tournament. And uh, there's this kid on the other team from Burlington and he was like, you know, he's big. And I was just kind of like, Oh, that's a big guy. You look at him and warm up skating around. I'm like, okay. And then he goes out in the games and he is just like dominating. And it was like, I was like, who is this guy? And every, every year there was just kind of like talked about more. And then the draft year was just like, you know, Shane, Wright, Like this guy's the real deal. And then you watch him in like the OHL in Kingston. It's like, that guy's really good. Like, yeah, he, man. there's no no doubt about it. He's no foreign. He plays like he's a you know, like 25 year old guy. Like, it, it's crazy how good. Legit, he man. Yeah, he. We he can still own him in the stuff. corners, though. We can still get. Yeah, him. I don't know about that, man. The guy's yeah, a I mean, stud. Yeah, yeah. 150 it's, points in 72 games. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's exceptional for sure. Yeah, and you guys, we okay. need to kind of double team him there to. Maybe take the puck. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe. Good point. Good point. Good point yeah. on that. So after that minor midget year, Ollie, you get drafted by Barry in the ninth round. R- run us through like that whole draft day, what you, like what you were doing. Were you the type of guy that watched it? Um, I'll answer. You, I'll let you answer that, and I also have a side one after that one. Okay. Um, so that day, that was April sixth or seventh. What are you uh, giving just, us dates? What, oh, yeah. hey, what Very calculated guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't forget that day. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was, like, excited for the draft. You know, I wasn't, like, you know, I wasn't expecting to go, like, you know, top three rounds or something like that. You know, I was just kind of like, whatever happens, happens, and happens for a reason. So I was just kind of one of those guys. I, I watched the first uh, three rounds because they were, like, on the video and I wanted to see like what, which one of my buddies got picked. And uh, so I watched that and then I just, you know, turned it off and every, you know, 20 minutes I'd look on the, on the thing and see if I'm uh, signed there or drafted. And uh, I just wasn't seeing my name and then the uh, website went down. So then no one's names were popping up for like, could have, I think it was like 30 minutes, which that's like, that's stressful. You don't know what's going on. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. And um so yeah, I just kept looking at that. And then my, uh, I just started watching a movie because I was like, you know, what? Get your mind off the yeah, time, yeah, Pass yeah, the time, exactly, keep my mind yeah, off it. Yeah. And uh, my agent calls me and he's like, okay, uh, Barry's on the board. Uh, we're going to see, they just talk to me about you and uh, we're going to see what they pick. And like, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what round it is. Like I'm just watching a movie. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, wait, wait. And then he's like, Okay, you're drafted by Barry. Congratulations. I'm like, oh my God. I wasn't expecting it because like my parents weren't home. I was by myself with my dog and I was like, 
like shaking. I was so excited. And like tears were coming out of my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, I'm drafted. It was going crazy. It was like, it was just a wild time. Then I called my parents and I'm like tearing up on the phone. I'm like, guys, it happened. Like I was, I was so pumped and like, come on, dude. Every kid dreams of that day. And like, you don't expect what emotions are going to, you can't predict what emotions are going to come out until like it happens. And then it's just, it's all just natural. You know, I wasn't expecting like, tear up you know no it's not sad but it's you know it's tears of joy it's, man it's a big I moment just like, i was just there's so much emotion it was uh definitely an awesome day yeah it was no doubt pretty sweet you, you remember the movie you were watching at the time brothers frozen okay maybe <laughs> it, at the time you know what it was it was riverdale it wasn't a movie it was a show gotcha. that's when i was super into riverdale for a it was bit, huge and then, yeah yeah and then it kind of was you know, got two few episodes. I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. But like, <laughs> I just remember watching Riverdale, and you know, I'm pause Riverdale and answer that call. I was like, oh, what, what's gonna happen here? I was all excited though. Man, that's yeah. awesome. Good stuff, dude. Good stuff. What was I um, gonna ask? Oh, so before, like, your minor midget year, Elite Prospect says no games played, but you had 13 points. How many games did you get in minor midget? Were you hurt for half the season? Okay, so um. For the GTHL, you play uh, 33 games, and then you actually play, like, uh, tournaments and stuff. So the 33 games is regular season, and right. tournaments is an extra, you know, depends on However long you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I see it here. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So for me that year, I don't know exactly how many games I played. I don't even – so I don't know if that's just the regular season. I got 13 points. But uh, I was hurt for, like, a month and a half or something. I broke my hand. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, I, I lost some games there, but uh, yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, I wondered where the 13 points came from. Is it like the, the 50 <laughs> games or the 30 games? Or, hey, you your, know, agent, just... your agent's really close with some of the elite prospectors. <laughs> yeah. 30 points, <laughs> yeah. no games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love That's it, funny. buddy. That's too good. Um, was Barry, like, on your radar at all? Were any teams, like, did you talk to all of them? What What was it for you? Um. Yeah, I'll let you take that away. Um, so I talked to, I can't remember. I talked to a few teams. I didn't talk to all of them. It was like. Honest. Like, we love I, that. I can't, yeah. I can't give an, like a number, but it wasn't like, a, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go first round because I talked to 20 yeah, teams. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, right. I talked to a few teams. Like Barry was one of them. I talked to, yeah. uh, I can't even remember who I talked to. It was so long ago, but I remember talking to Barry and uh, had an interview with them and we're like, oh yeah, you know, we're looking at you. I'm like, okay, not really expecting much. Like, I, right. I was just kind of going in there with that that attitude, like expecting not to go because then if you by some chance not go, then it's not as like hard. Right. So I was just kind of like, you know, whatever happens, and uh, yeah, Barry picked me, and I was like, okay, yeah, I had a call with them. Like that's that's pretty normal. But I've heard yeah. kids not get called by anyone and then still go in the draft, which is like, right. You know, yeah. It, it's yeah. crazy, man. Like Giroux, I think Giroux, he talked to a bunch of teams except Flint, and then Flint took him, which is hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Like, makes yeah. It makes no sense. Was Sudbury one of the teams? Do you know? Do you remember? I didn't call with Sudbury, but I think my, I think my agent might have talked to Sudbury or something. Like I, I don't even, gotcha. I don't really know. Like I've right. seen, you know, I've seen Papano at the rinks and stuff. But right. I, I don't like. I didn't call Sudbury or anything like that. Gotcha. But they didn't call me. I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so mo- moving in to 
uh, race side. So 2019, 2020, you come home, you play in the Noge, you had 47 points in 54 games. No big deal. Unreal. So how was that year uh, playing playing uh, in the Noge? That was uh, to, to come out of minor hockey and play in the Noge against like grown men. It's just like a huge jump. And then especially when like there's visors and there's guys wanting to like fight all the time. I was like, you know, like the first game was a little like iffy. I felt, I felt in it, but I uh, definitely still had some growing to do. Like I'm not, it wasn't fully filled out and all that, uh, yeah. all that stuff. So it was definitely the whole season was a blast. And I actually have a story about the uh, first exhibition game, like first shift of the first exhibition game. So we're playing uh, Powassan and at countryside. And like, I, like I practiced with this team. I didn't really know the whole team. I go out there first shift and I skate behind the net and I try and hit someone, but he fell. So I like kind of, I kind of hit him in the head a bit. And then this guy on the other team, like out of nowhere, just crossed actually right in the back. And he's like, want to go, want to go. I'm like, no. My first game in the nose, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't be, I can't be doing that. And he's like, just skates away. I'm like, Oh, that was like a close one. I'm like, that was a, <laughs> It was a scary moment, but you know, as you, as you go through the league, you kind of get used to it more get used to the hits, the guys wanting to fight. And it's kind of like, it's not as startling, but in the first game, it's, uh, you know, you've got the jitters there. And well, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. For sure. And you had a good, I think you had a pretty good security system. I think you had Clarkie on the team. You had, you had uh, Maltez. So I think you're okay. If yeah. you got into a little scuffle. <laughs> Oh yeah, we had a we had a really good team. Last yeah, man. Year. I was I was so disappointed when uh, playoffs didn't happen. Like we we had like we had a lot of depth. Like our our fourth line was really good, and I was just kind of you know, so excited for playoffs. And then you, we were at the rink, and then they're like, "Yeah, there's." Uh, I remember we're, that. We're yeah. not doing it, and I'm like, "Come on, like what, what's gonna happen?" And then, I know. You know, little did I know I won't be on the ice for uh, or I wouldn't go on the ice for another five months after that. Just yeah, man. Like, and here crazy, we are, but yeah, yeah, and now we're still here, like just getting back on the ice after yeah. five months again. Like it's it's, it's crazy, but you know, everyone's in the same boat. It's not like some kids are allowed to go on, some aren't. It's for sure. Everyone's everyone's missing out, and then everyone's gonna get back on. So for sure, no, I, I absolutely, and you know, a little light before before this whole COVID thing happened, you actually got five games in with Barry. So how was that? playing with the big club in the old, I believe you played in, in Sudbury too. I think I was at that game. So yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was uh that was a, just a phenomenal experience. That was, it was all, it all happened so fast too. So I, I had another story I have for this. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just, uh, you know, sitting at my house, uh, the, the break just starts. So it like Hawk or the node shuts down from like the 22nd or something to like the, I think like after the Christmas break. So the whole Christmas break, everyone can go home uh, when you play in the Noge. So I was just at home, you know, watching uh, World Juniors actually, because those were, you know, about to start up exhibition games and stuff, right. best time of the year, like for hockey. I 100% um, agree with you. Unreal to watch. Yeah. And um, so I'm watching the World Juniors and uh, Brent Clark texts me, like the, he plays on Barry and he played with me on Don Mills too. So I was close with him. And he, uh, He's like, yeah, you know, like we have a lot of injured forwards and I'm going to see if you can come practice. Like I'll, I'll talk to the GM. Like, okay. Like sounds good. That'd be <laughs> sounds like, good, man. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Like just get a practice. And then, uh, you know, it'd be a blast. And then uh, text me the next day. He's like, yeah, 
uh, Fordo, who's Jason Ford, he's like, uh, Fordo says like, you're, you're good to come if you're in town. I'm like, solid, right on, like, I'll, <laughs> I'll be there. And I go there and I'm like, you know, you go into an OHL room, it's just a different kind of atmosphere than 100%. any other room you've really been in. And uh, I, I was just talking to Brand Clark. I didn't, didn't really know many guys. I played against some guys that were my age, but other than that, not, uh, yeah. not many people. And uh, so we go practice and I, I think I, I had a good practice. So I was like feeling pretty confident out there. And uh, we were doing this one drill and like, I was talking with Clarky and he's like, uh, you know, like I rumor has it, like I saw the nameplate in there, like you're playing tomorrow. I'm like, I'm like, shut up. Like, come on. <laughs> so we, the practice keeps going on. We're doing this battle drill. And uh, so I come out where it was like Suzuki was in there. who's was like a first rounder, you know, it's like a little <laughs> yeah. bit starstruck when you see that. And uh, so we, all, we all come out and he, um, the coach is like, Smitty, get back in there. You're playing tomorrow. And I'm like, okay right on <laughs> i go in there and the rest of the practice i can't stop smiling like i'm so i'm on top of the world right now and to be honest i wasn't that nervous i was just like loaded with excitement because right mm -hmm. your whole life you're dreaming of this like just stepping on the ice for a game and it's like it's gonna come true so the next i couldn't sleep that night. like i was on top of the world okay yeah no chance i was falling asleep and uh so the next day, you know, I'm, we go to a morning skate and I'm like talking with Clark. We're all joking around. Like her, he's excited too. Like he's that kind of guy that, you know, he gets excited for you. And uh, yeah, eventually I just went and played my first game and just had a great time and managed to stick around for four more after that. So Yeah, man, that, that's so. sick. So what was your first game in Sudbury? Uh, my first game was in Barry. Barry. And uh, actually before that game too, they're like, oh yeah, it's a sold out crowd tonight. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> the Mary Molson said, bump. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, sound, sounds good. We go yeah. up there and, you know, it's like going from like uh, playing in front of 200 fans on a 300 fans on a good night to like 6,000 fans. It's just like different, you, you, man. Yeah. You're in like a dream. Like it's not yeah. even real when you're, uh, yeah. when you're experiencing that. And then, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, just a crazy, uh, crazy time. And then, uh, yeah, so, so it went, sorry, it went, uh, we were in Barry, played against Oshawa, and then, how did it go? It was Barry, then Owen Sound in Owen Sound, and then Guelph back in Barry, and then I played in Sudbury, and then I played against North Bay. And Unreal. What, yeah. a, what a trip, yeah. And, yeah, and how, and how was Sudbury, like, first time stepping into that rink? You've played there a bunch of times before. How, how was it? I was, uh, I hadn't played there in a while, just, you know, being in Toronto, I went on right. this, like once in a, like a beer league game or something, yeah. just, that's <laughs> the only last time I'd been on there. And I'm like, this is different with fans in the stands, you know? And yeah, I went out there and I just tried to play as hard as I could and just do the small things. Like just get pucks out, you know, like yeah. you don't have to be, you're not going to toe drag the team. Like it's not, right. it's not going to happen when you're uh, just starting off in the NHL. So keeping it simple. Yeah. Just uh, keep it simple. And uh, you know, work hard that's that's like awesome the only thing i like I focused it. on and that uh i think it worked i didn't really make any uh mis <laughs> bad mistakes there so I, I was uh it was exciting it was a good moment well i definitely paid off signing the little ticket with barry you gotta love it um yeah. right Right before that uh we gotta uh, ask you about the sub arena obviously um first off what's your take on the sub arena stay downtown kingsway what's your thoughts Oh, I don't know. I'd like to see a new rink just 
you know, you, you go to like, uh, we went to Budweiser Gardens in my draft year, just uh, as a team, we had a term in London and that, like, that's a facility right there. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, <man. laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't really get better than that. And yeah. uh, if Sudbury can make something like that, I, I think it'd be pretty nice. I, you know, if they tear down the one downtown and rebuild it or just build one on the Kingsway, like I'm, I'm good with either, but I think a new rink would be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with that 100% there, buddy. Um, okay, we're going to send it over to Mace. Uh, Mace, yeah, he's off mute. Good. Um, one question you get each interview, buddy. Give it. Uh, hey, Ollie, when when you're in Sudbury, did you see the wolf uh, come down or did you guys get a shutout? What, what was your take uh, on seeing that thing from the other bench? I think we lost I think we lost 4-2 or 3-2. I, uh, I, I did see the wolf come out. <laughs> It's not, it's just not a great thing to see when you're on the other team. When you're a kid, it's like, oh, there's like a stuffed wolf up there. It looks so real. It comes out on this little clothesline thing. And you're just like, when you get scored on and, and you don't want the wolves to score, it's just like, come on, just put that thing back. Like, it doesn't and, need to come and, up to the middle of the ice. And the CP rail goal horn too. What did it, <laughs> Do the boys hate that one or what? Ah. Uh, I don't think so. I, I actually like the goal horn. I find it yeah. really loud. And like, yeah. if you're, if you're playing on the team that has that goal horn, no it's cool. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And the lights go off and you know, you're on the other team. So it's just, <laughs> oh, it sucks. Like, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Good experience overall. Though. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Love it. Mace, you got the wolf question lined up for him? I just asked the wolf question. No, no. But yeah, it's always a two-parter. Oh, is is the wolf staying in the arena, or are we uh, are we <laughs> retiring? It, <laughs> I missed that one. Um, yeah, you gotta know. bring I, it, no, Ollie. Come on. Yeah, like I, I don't think the I don't think the wolf. Uh, I think it should stay. Actually, you know, it's a uh, everyone in the rink that's a wolf's fan loves the wolf, but like as a very cold, like I'm just gonna say, no, I, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> and the wolf stays undefeated. I love it. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Ollie, you signed with Barry not too long ago. I think it was like a day and a half or whatever uh, ago. So, how was it like finally signing with the club? And then uh, now you're, you're, you're stitching stone to head down to camp. So, how did that feel? Uh, it felt great. It was uh, just a like, big relief, I guess, because, you know, playing five games there, you're kind of on the, you're, you're risking your eligibility there for some Right. I just, I just kind of like, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and try my best. Like, Whatever happens, you know, happens. I can play junior A if it doesn't work out. But mm-hmm. I, I, I've i tried my best, and uh, I thought I put in a good effort for the five games. And um, I was just kind of always hoping to get signed at some point before the camp or at the camp. But, you know, the camp get, kept getting pushed off because of COVID. So it just right. stressed you out a bit more. And then eventually they're, my agent actually called me, and he's like, yeah, they're going to sign you this week. And I'm like, just like another wave of emotion, like traveling. Right. It's, uh, it's exciting and it just feels, feels great to be signed and especially to like a good organization like Barry and I'm just privileged to be there and uh, I'm happy about it. Absolutely, man. Well, con- congrats on that. That's huge. What's the season uh, like for you? Like, uh, do you know when camp's starting? Any news on that? I heard camp starts like first week of September. I saw okay. that. I can't remember. I saw that. And then they released the, the schedule in like six days it said there's something on instagram like a few days ago okay being a week away so yeah I'm just, i think like next week they're they're gonna release that and uh yeah i, I think that's supposed to start in like 
start of uh, October, I think, awesome. which, which makes sense. You know, right, kind of, absolutely. Just a little like a month delay, but you know, right. there's never a, a pandemic going on. The other <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> yeah. taking day we're, by day. We're going to yeah, have exactly. to be uh, behind Barry's bench, Jim, when they come play Sudbury. Could oh, you yeah. imagine you got, that? Yeah. You got to wear those like nylon uh, full body <laughs> the green, suits. The green man. Dance around the bench. <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll throw waffles at Ollie too. When he's on the ice. <laughs> Oh yeah. I love yeah, it. Dude. It's too good. Awesome, man. All right. Well, we're going to send it right before we let you go. All we would do with every guest, our fast five, are you going to get five rapid fire questions, whatever comes to the top of your head, let it rip. I will send it <laughs> over to Tom. Give everybody. Okay. Okay. Ollie. First question. Easy one. Favorite NHL player. Austin Matthews. Nice, dude. Yes. I didn't even know that. Oh, no. Yes, dude. No. He's just, he's just so good. He's got so much swagger. I know. Like, I you know. Can't, can't go wrong with that. Okay, second question. Favorite club in the golf bag? Mm, okay. This, okay. There's a few questions here. I love hitting my hybrid because I just, when you make pure contact with that, it, it feels very good. And, uh, Another one is hitting like a 60 degree full swing when you're 70 yards out and you just, you just know you can hit it full and you know where it's going to go. It's another one of my favorite clubs. Least favorite okay. is the putter and the driver. I just <laughs> tee shot for the driver and putting is just like, I can't do it. I'd like to, I want to put my chips close and just, just get gimmies. Take the I don't gimmies. even want to put the two things. Oh, uh, everything in between all he loves, but it's the start and the finish. Yeah. yeah. It's just this, you know, it's the most nerve wracking part. <laughs> oh man. Um, next one is best pregame song. Oh, okay. This is a tough one. It, it's a tough one, but uh okay, I've got two. Is is two okay? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So kill the lights. Do you guys know that song? Yes. Oh yeah, good too. Okay. In <laughs> yeah. uh in my draft year uh, minor midget, we uh were in OHL Cup and we'd play that before we'd go on, and that's like you blast that on a speaker and it just gets you, it gets you fired up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, another one was uh, in Barry, they played like the remixes to songs before games and they had no stylist on by Drake and uh, French Montana. And that nice, the remix went like really hard. It was a good song. Nice. It caught me up for sure. Good two picks, Ollie. I like yeah, that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. This question I never asked anybody or we've never asked anybody is what would you say your biggest pet peeve is? Oh, it's a tough one. Seeing the wolf come out of the rafters and the, the wolf <laughs> could be up there when uh, when you're when you're playing on the other team, and then uh, shanking a golf ball. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Or yeah. Three wow. Five. Just like it's like I don't I don't even I just want to go home after that. Two worst feelings on a golf course. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. All right. I, that was a good answer. I I got good flack on that. And obviously, the last one we ask everybody. This is not going to be biased because I know where you work. Favorite Sudbury restaurant. So I'm not allowed to say the one I work at. <laughs> you can say it if you want. This is a this is a free ad here. This is free Cortina Pizza. What a restaurant! Nice. I love it. Jim, that's where he works. You can just see him toss up meatball uh, subs in the back. Nice oh, yeah. Cortina, yeah, man. For a meatball sub, change change your life forever. <laughs> i love it that's the, that's the first time we've had cortina that's awesome dude that's i good. love it good I stuff love cortina. yeah awesome well listen ollie what what a treat it's been 
thank you for coming on. Congrats on on everything, man. This is huge. Uh, we'll, we hope to be at a sub re, at the sub arena when the uh, Barry Colts are in town. That's where we want to be, watch you play. So, uh, congrats on everything, man. Future's bright, and we can't see the, we can't wait to see where you go. So, congrats, man. Right on. Uh, thanks for having me on here, boys. And uh, you know, thanks for the kind words. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a pleasure being on talking to you guys. <laughs> Good stuff, man. And that was the interview with Ollie Smith and a little message from our friends from Silver Cross, Tommy. That interview was sponsored by Silver Cross. Silver Cross sells hospital beds, stair lifts, scooters, walkers, power wheelchairs, and much, much more. They proudly serve Elliott Lake, Sturgeon Falls, the Manitoulin Island District, Espanola, Sudbury, and our friends from North Bay. Visit their website, check them out on their Facebook page, or call them at 705-222-0700, that is 705-222-0700, for any healthcare need. Providing solutions to help our clients with their healthcare needs is our priority. That's a message from Dean and Chantal Jacklin, who are the owners of Silver Cross Subway. The best for what they do, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to give them a call for any healthcare need you may have. Awesome. Let's move into the Mayhew Performers of the Week. Boys, what do you got? Let's start it off with Mace. Who's your Mayhew Performer of the Week? Uh, my Mayhew Performer of the Week, again, is coming from the Idol Golf and Country Club. Uh, this week, it is Gio Biondi. I don't actually know how to say it. Gio Biondi. We have to have yeah. him on the pod. We have to have him on the pod. Yeah, too. yeah 100%. Um, and, and shout out to Milan and Marcon. Um, both of them just hooking us up on the range, making sure we have range balls. Uh, but Gio's going that extra mile, making sure uh, my clubs are on a three-wheeler. I have uh, full sand in my uh, sand shaker, and then I have a water bottle holder. And it feels like this kid just lives at the Ivy. So uh, shout out Gio. And I also asked him about his uh, workout routine going into the season. Uh, he hasn't been on the ice in a little while, but he says he's been on rollerblades. He's grinding. Uh, he's yeah. ready for uh, a big season with the Wolves. So excited to see him out there. So, yeah, funny thing you say about that. I've been hearing all the boys that rollerbladed, Giroux uh, and Gio, uh, they've been an absolute mess on the ice, toe-picking everywhere. So, Brett, Brett skates tomorrow, so I'm very excited to hear uh, how that goes. So, I'll give wow. you a little update there on the road. It's going to take them a while to get used to it. Like Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, Tommy, me a performer. Who you got? I got former guest in the show, boys, JP Reigns. He had that golf marathon subbery tournament was a tournament or a round yeah, whatever yeah. it was so yeah. his tweet was i'll read it out so thanks to everyone who supported golf for hope today in the end we raised over one hundred and ten thousand dollars for five great causes focused on children's health in our community so hey i had that thing for neo kids a couple of weeks ago and you know jp's doing this for for the children and obviously in our community so kudos to jp and that's my main performer how about that one i know he's gonna be listening so yeah absolutely um my Mayhew performer of the week is Sean Avery. Um, <laughs> Sean, so I bought a cameo uh, for my dad for Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, late Father's Day to all the dads out there. I bought him a cameo. I let him go on Woody. Un- unbelievable. unbelievable. The way yeah. that guy runs with what you give him was unbelievable. He had me in tears. He had my dad in tears. He had everyone. It was going viral on Facebook. You know how it goes with the parents' Facebook. It was going viral on there. So, uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. The guy the guy is great. Um, gave him a little plug to the pod, so we'll see what happens. Um, would love to see Sean will come tell some stories. My dad's got a great story about um, him in his own sound days playing in Sudbury. I'll say that no. one for if he comes on. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, 
Unbelievable. Woody ate yeah. the hey, Woody's ate the fucking grill master, Woody. Yeah, yeah. His name's Woody's from the fucking Burry. <laughs> <laughs> They're not hard to come by. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So uh, good. Yeah. Um good we all yeah. had good ones, boys. Yeah, good job, boys. Good job. Okay. Um, that's my first non-local media performer, but it's a special that's oh yeah, you gotta that's give it to him. So yeah. Okay, boys. Um, let's move on. Oh, baby. It's the Corny's quiz. And before we get into it, and before we send it off to the nice little intro music that Mies has slid in there uh, so nicely, it's so good. Um, Courtney's Chris, so let's talk to you about uh, this legendary family. They have been serving Sudbury for over 45 years. Courtney's Office Plus offers all things office supplies and more. They're locally driven, customer focused, and offer everyday low prices that are affordable and offer the best quality. Visit their store on, at 67 Elm downtown or online at www.cornies.com. Go check them out there on their website. Like I said, www.cornies.com. You go, you make yourself a Cornies account. You will be able to use the BTB10 promo code on all purchases. That's 10% off BTB10. Use it. Love it. It is unbelievable. Um, Cornies takes great care of the boys. Without Cornies, we wouldn't be uh, actually on the Zoom right now uh, going longer than an hour. So thank you to Cornies there. Absolutely. Um, okay, boys, let's send it off to the nice little intro music. Cornies quiz. It's the Cornies quiz presented by producer Mason Money Savage. Day, gentlemen. Uh, what is this? The fifth installment of the Corny's Quiz. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think. What's the, the score? Fourth time, fourth time you guys are going head to head. I'm. I believe Tom's up two one. I'm up two one. It's the fourth uh, time. Yeah. The, the protest was. Uh, Big nickel question was a joke, but yeah, yeah you're a joke, dude. You're a duster. <laughs> Pliny <Pliti laughs> calls you a duster. You duster. Wipe the dust off right, you. We got we got three categories today. Um, okay. So we have Sudbury trivia. We have a question each from there. Habs trivia, because the Habs are still in the playoffs. Um, two questions from there. Then we have four questions from the topic of other than hockey sports. So it's going to be sports that aren't dealing really with hockey here. Uh, and then if there is a tie, I have a two-question uh, category for music. And then we have a final tiebreaker if that's still tied. Jesus, I was gonna suggest the music. I love that. Like, who sings this song type of thing, Mace? Or uh, you, no, don't tell me. That, don't that tell we'll me. do that next week. So, okay. so okay. So hold on. So Let me Sudbury get this trivia. Sudbury Habs. Yes. Habs, and then other than hockey sports. Okay. So three rounds. Uh, four rounds because there's four questions in the uh, other than hockey sports. So you each oh. will have two of those. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Okay, sounds right, good. So, um, we got phone a friend. Uh, phone yes. a friend. And you got the clock. You got the clock. You got the clock on you, Mason. Make sure you got the clock. Yeah. Okay. Twenty second clock. Uh, all right. Who? Uh, Jim, Tommy you, won. Uh, Tommy won. Yeah, yeah, so give it to me. I'll, give I'll, it to me. Right. Tom, you pick the category first. Give me another. Other than hockey. Uh, all right. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is an AL MVP favorite. Who is the last Blue Jay to win an AL MVP? Oh, God. Um, Marcus Stroman. Uh, that is incorrect. Opportunity to steal here, Chimino. I'm going to go with Josh Donaldson. Lock and load. Oh, good, man. Come on, baby. <laughs> Marcus Stroman, not a bad pick, though, eh? Because he did go to the All-Star game, no? Yeah, but pitchers can't win the MVP, really. It's usually the Cy Young they win. Yeah. Fuck. Get trash one early. 
Um, okay, well, I guess I'll stick with other. Stick with it. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, Bianca Andreescu famously beat Serena Williams in the U.S. Open in 2019. Who did she beat to win the Rogers Cup by forfeit that same year? Serena Williams. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock and load it. I'm down too old quick, boys. Too old quick. Yeah, that one. That was crazy. You can move away from hockey sports or other than hockey sports, or you can. We can finish the category off if you want. Yeah, let's finish it off. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. In 1995, the NBA expanded into Canada. What was the other team other than the Toronto Raptors? Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah. Well, I had to make a new question on the spot because no, that was Bosch one was there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, it was, yeah. eh? I yeah. shouldn't have said anything. All right, two to one uh, for Alex Trimino. Uh, Alex, you have the rock. Uh, who won the Grey Cup the last time it was awarded in 2019? Um, I think the Stampeders got done. I think they, they were snake, but I think it's Calgary. Calgary Stampeders. That is incorrect. Ottawa Red Blacks. That is also incorrect. It was the what? one the Blue Bombers. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I was so confident in that. I suck. They beat the St. Peter's. I'm pretty sure. Right. All right. Yeah, yeah. All I right. got a two, point out of that. Two, two one. one. Not bad. Okay. All right, Tom Habs trivia or Sudbury trivia. I might as well get the Habs out of the way here. All right. Montreal has two players who have won the Hart Trophy on the current roster. Who are they? Hart Trophy is what MVP? Correct. Carey Price. Yes. Um, running through their team, Shea Weber. It's got to be incorrect. Oh, it's opportunity to steal. Ow, timer's on because Weber would have won the Norris. Well, it's in between to me, it's in between two people. It's either I don't think I don't think Perry won a heart. So, I it's either Perry or it's uh, Eric Stahl. I'm gonna go Eric Stahl. That is incorrect. Corey Perry, it is Corey. I know, oh. I know. It is Corey Perry. Oh, why am I second guessing myself? Just like my golf game, you know. Like, I know. Should I hit, the, I should I hit this club guy, ball? Man. Like, like go. Okay, two one. Right. I'll stick with Habs. You, you yeah. got Habs. So before Price won the heart, who was the last Montreal Canadian to win the trophy? Oh my God! I'm not even a clue. Not even a. Not even a clue. I'm gonna use my phone, a friend. Okay. I'll see I'll if I can it. get greener. <laughs> no chance. He's probably snoring. It's at 11 o'clock. 11.36 on a Wednesday. Okay, greener. Greener. This is so huge. Okay. So, green. Okay. So, we're in a Corny's Quiz Trivia tabs right now, okay? Um, so, the question is... Before Carey Price won the heart... Before Carey Price won the heart... Who was the last who, Montreal? Who's the last Montreal Canadian to win the Hart Trophy? Jesus Christ. No, not Patrick. Hatch ready. <laughs> All right. Timer's up here, Chimino. I need an answer. Okay. Okay. Timer's up. You got any guesses? George. <laughs> David Derrida. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go Saku Koivu. Oh, that is incorrect. It was another goaltender by the name of Jose Theodore. Oh, it was Ho- it was Jose Theodore. Oh, two stole yeah. it from McGinlaw. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, love you, bud. Thank you. So, what does that mean? I don't, I just don't get to steal that now because you gave the answer. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I screwed that up, Tom. Yeah, dash one for Mace. Jim, you lose a point. Well, Mace has bonus questions. <laughs> no, I have up, bonus so. questions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so now we're in the subway, though, now, right? Uh, I'm going to give you a music question here, Tom. Okay. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So this is, two is one. this considered? Yes. Is this considered? Oh, hold on. My no, no, question? no, no, no. Hold on. Okay. Where this is two, the makeup question. Because Tom should have been able to steal that. Yes. So we're adding the makeup question. Okay. Yeah. So I can't steal it. What, what's the deal? You can't steal it. This can't is just a one time okay. question. For okay. Tom. This is the makeup okay. one. All right, Tom. Before Drake, this artist was the face of Canadian rap music and had the single Dangerous featuring Akon. That girl is so dangerous. Before, before Akon? No, before Drake. It is a. It's Akon. No, but who's the Canadian singing the song with Akon? Oh God. Akon sings a hook, but like. Jim, do you even know? No, I I got one person in mind, but I don't think it's right. It's Kanye. The Kanye West is not Canadian, is he? No. Yeah, come on. Right, well, I don't know. That was bad. I don't all know. Right, you're out. You're out. Yeah. Cardinal Officia. Protest, Jim. You wouldn't have got Jose Theodore. No. Okay. Anyways, I would have got okay. Akon, though, Let's who sings on. dangerous. Like, Let's you know. move on. Your, your bonus right. question is over. We're into the, we're we're into into the last one. round. Last Sabri. round. Sabri. Sabri. So start with Tom again. Okay. Yeah. And Tom is up to one. I have my phone in front. No, I'm I'm up to one. Oh, Kyle's up to one. Yeah. All right, Tom. Um, what was the name of the Rayside Belfort Canadians before they were renamed to the Rayside Belfort Canadians? No, Tom. I got, I, I'm gonna call Brett. I, I know it, but I'm confirming. Okay, I'm calling Brett. Yeah. All right. This this one you should know. I know it. Give me a sec. He'll answer in two seconds. Yeah. Oh, Tommy's calling him. He'll answer for sure. He's going to answer. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. He might not. Is he answering? Oh, oh he's connecting. Yes. Jaco. Yeah. The Rayside Balfour Canadians were named what before they got, like, renamed? Nickel City Barons, no? Jaco. Yes. Okay. Nickel City Barons. Incorrect. Chimino, opportunity to steal. I was gonna say I I did have Sudbury Cubs Fair. lined up, so I know Sudbury Cubs. Mm, no, Incorrect too. Sudbury Nickel Barons. Sudbury Nickel Barons. Oh, okay, that, bye, Brett. Okay, Nickel Barons. Sudbury. Oh, you Barons. said Nickel City Barons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, no, bye. Sorry, Tom. That was close, but the Cubs were two before that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just. I what a just, good answer, though, Tom. I just thought. I thought Barons were out. Okay, I'm still in it, though. Anyways, I'm still two in one, it. Two one. You got to steal to tie. You have to steal to tie. Yeah. I have to get it wrong. So here we go. Seven. Okay. This local Sudbury newspaper shut down printing production in 2020. 20. Um, that would be. It has to be, the Northern Life. That is correct. Good answer, Jim. Sabri, <laughs> I would have got that one. You have a <gasps> Series two, is two, two. two. Wow, this is what a rivalry. The this Vegas is Golden Knights take game four. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good stuff, Mason. Killing it with the questions. The Sabri questions are so good, dude. Oh, Keep so now going. you're happy, Al? You well, no, the questions are good except for the big nickel one. But anyways. I'm only happy when I win. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hate losing, so let's go. Okay, we missed it to wrap up the show, boys. 
Um, I got let me give you an ad read. Let me yeah. give you an ad read before. Here we go. Misson is a local apparel company specializing in comfortable and affordable streetwear. The brand helps bring awareness to youth mental illness with the brand's not alone line, raising funds for organizations providing mental health resources to youth in Ottawa and soon to be Sudbury. Visit their website to check them out and make sure to take a look at their joggers they just got in, a couple new t-shirts, and obviously their new summer line as well. Find them at www.justmissin.com. That's www.justmissin.com. Or check them out on the Instagram page at justmissin. When you do purchase, Just Missin has set up our BTB fans and listeners up with a promo code, baby. At checkout, type in the promo code BTB20. That is BTB20 for 20% off all apparel. A deal you can't beat for already affordable clothing. So we missed it. Here's this one. U.S. Open last week. We, uh, you know what, I'm going to take the dash one. I was supposed to contact somebody for a prize. Did not do that. You know, I'm actually, I'm very busy usually um, during the day and I always have my phone on me. I should have, I had it in my head, just didn't, didn't pull the trigger. So that's on me. We didn't run our U.S. Open golf pool. I actually saw a couple of people at the Idlewild saying, where was the golf pool? Um, so, hey, that's a kick in the nuts, boys, to me. Uh, I apologize. So we, we missed that. That was a huge one because we, we get a lot of traction on the golf pools like that. So, yeah, well, British Open, we'll figure it out. There you go. Um, we also missed the CFL coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, my uncle Bri was at the Vegas game, got on uh, Sportsnet. Yeah. Saw that. He's wearing the sickest Vegas t- or uh, button-down shirt. Was he in the same booth as the Caulfield he did, family? Dude. He yeah, he was. Fly, he was dude. on the Caulfield. That's sick. Yeah. Um, was- what else did we miss? We missed uh, talking about how I called the Habs winning in six, and it's probably going to be happening tonight. Easy, Mish. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. And then Greener popped up on the PMN, PMN Padmario's account, Cuisina. Oh, I didn't even see that. I was scrolling on uh, the stories, and all of a sudden, Greener is just tossing up there. salad or something. What's he doing? Yeah. I don't Does he work there? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. He's a chef. Yeah. <laughs> chef Greener. We'll set up, uh, yeah, we'll set some up with the ingredients before. We need, oh, also, we, we got to take them out. We, we missed that. Yeah, we'll, there you we'll go. Do some, we'll do some content on that. Also, I can't believe uh, Mace missed it for the first time uh, on our interview today. He usually asks the wolf question as a two parter as one, do you like the wolf? And then, second, would you keep the wolf? And we're sitting there it's waiting for him to, we're sitting there waiting him to ask the second question. I'm like, Mace, are you gonna say it? <laughs> well, now point, like everyone just has said the wolf is staying. So now I'm just trying to get a story out of the wolf. Yeah, no, good good point. Good point. One one more thing. Um wow, we missed that, a lot, boys. <laughs> no, no, that I missed. It's like I wanted to start off with the intro. It's a little bit of sad news in my life. My grandma's going back to the motherland tomorrow, boys. No more breakfast when I wake up. No more, you know, lunch. They warmed up and dinners when I get back. It's going to go back to the old days when Emmy's cooking up dinner and Polly's on the barbecue. So grandma got her second shot of vaccine life about is, two weeks ago. Oh, also VCR rapid test, whatever you want to call them. She needed 72 hours before she travels to Europe. $230. That is up. Sir, she still hasn't got a result. She got them 8 a.m. this morning. Wow. Like That's wild, like what what were we paying two hundred twenty dollars for if they hasn't got the results yet? Like they leave tomorrow morning to bring her. Anyways, safe travels to her. I'm gonna miss her. I'm gonna hopefully see her next summer. Um, maybe you're gonna be listening she, to the pod on the plane. She's going to. I'm gonna tune yes. her in. I got her the iPad going. <laughs> she so, go for so a full what? year. 
Does she, she come I said back that, for Christmas? I said that she she probably will miss us and come back for Christmas. She always says she's gonna decide to, you know, yeah, I'm gonna stay there waits. and I'm gonna stay yeah. there. You guys are old enough, you don't need me, blah blah blah. But then she misses the grandchildren. So. Uh, of course. Come on. So are you gonna be drinking McDonald's iced coffee now that she's not making it for you in the morning? Um Tom's gonna be eating old pizza crust boys, in the morning. I'm back to like the, the cereal in the morning, no more scrambled eggs. It's Tom's Tom's diet's gonna be tough for the next couple of uh, couple Oh Lord. Weeks. But um, hey, my mom's good. Can't take that away. Oh, come on. Of course. And Polly on the barbecue. Are you kidding me? Um, okay, Woody on the grill master. <laughs> that's right. Um, we'll have you. What an episode. That. Yeah. Good episode, boys. Listen, uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, we just hit a thousand. Thank you again. B2B podcast, double underscore Apple, Spotify. You know where to find us. Fake news, Twitter at the same handle. We're all around. We're everywhere. Uh, posting bi-weekly right now. Um, also, very soon, you will be getting to know the boys a little bit better because we're 32 episodes in. We haven't really dove into who we are, and the people should get to know who we are. So we'll uh, we'll dive deep into that very soon. Um, a lot of stuff coming. Uh, the BTB Brawl is alive. It is alive and well. So watch out for that. Um, Saturday, Saturday, tune into our Insta story. It's going to be a bit early in the morning, so you'll be able to watch throughout the entire day. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. Okay, that is going to do it for episode 32. We're going to send it also for our music. How about let's do let's do Northern, that our first original song um, they gave to us. It was unbelievable. Shout out uh, the boys there right now, and they will lead us out with the outro. Take care, everyone. Enjoy it. We'll see you in two weeks. Dana.
got me jumping through your rings of fire, of fire, of fire. You got me jumping through your rings of fire, of fire, of fire. They say that freedom's never free, but it's all I feel when you're with me. I can't seem to unhinge from you. And for you, girl, I'd walk that line like Johnny Cash in '69. You got me jumping through your rings of fire, of fire, of fire. Got me jumping through your rings of fire.